Welcome to the Life Coach Baker Podcast, the place to be to gain a rock-solid mindset, create powerful habits, and leap into the life of your dreams. I'm your host, life and mindset coach, entrepreneur, and goal-smashing extraordinaire, Nicole Baker. I am here to bring you actionable and applicable tools that you can use in your own life to launch yourself forward, to gain that clarity, and to ignite your motivational fire in order to achieve anything your heart desires. If you have a dream that feels crazy ambitious, if you are an aspiring achiever, or if you know that you are ready to leap into a life that you absolutely love, then you are in the right place. I'm so happy to have you here, and let's dive in. What? What is this? A new intro? A new photo? A new title? You guys, you're not losing your minds. Yes, there are some really exciting changes happening here with the now Life Coach Baker podcast. You're going to see some really exciting changes all around the board, but that is to be continued. But I wanted to go ahead and launch this stuff forward because I think it's super exciting. I couldn't wait any longer, and I hope you guys enjoy the new and improved Life Coach Baker podcast. Now, here's the deal. Today, I want to talk to you guys, first and foremost, about a quote that I heard a few days ago, and that quote is, Act the way you want to feel. This quote's by Gretchen Rubin, who is one of my freaking heroes. If you don't know Gretchen Rubin, she's done things like the four tendencies, which is my bread and butter. It is how I coach. It's how I'm in relationships with people. It is how I communicate. The Four Tendencies is an amazing quiz. It's an amazing book, especially if you've never read it. Um, And I could not recommend it more. She's also done Outer Order, Inner Calm. She's also done Better Than Before, which is all about habits, which happens to be what we're talking about today. But this quote really struck me because act the way you want to feel especially in this season, is hard. It's really hard because it's so easy to get weighted down by the energy that's going on in the world, the panic, the anxiety, but also the numbness that we've created at home. If you're someone especially who got furloughed or got laid off, I know, um, As someone who's worked in the restaurant industry, I know so many people who are hurt, who are burdened by this all of a sudden lack of income. I've had friends who have been laid off and it's sad, it's scary, and it's really easy to fall into a habit of, oh well, I get to just go numb for a little while, I don't have to do anything, Um, and don't get me wrong, allow yourself to grieve, allow yourself to feel However, don't let yourself fall down the rabbit hole because then a little bit further down the rabbit hole, you start to get that little alarm bell that says, hey, it's kind of time to start looking for stuff. And that limiting belief of fear, of procrastination, of I'm not enough was amplified during that time of numbness. So here's what I say instead, is to act the way you want to feel. If you have just recently, in the past few weeks, gotten furloughed to have a lot more time on your hands and you don't know what to do with it, and you've noticed yourself fall into a pattern of wake up when you want, 
put the same sweatpants on that you've been wearing, you haven't showered in X amount of days, um, you go sit on the couch and watch that show that you love, but you've watched now three or four times. I know everyone's talking about Tiger King. I'm not going to lie to you guys. I have not seen it yet because I know the second I watch it, I'm going to get so hooked on it. So I'm like, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait a second. Um, so, but the, the thing is, is that when we get into that state, a lot of times depression, anxiety, fear, all those get burrowed under the surface and they really grow. They grow so massive. So the idea of act the way you want to feel might be as simple as taking a shower. Act the way you want to feel might be as simple as going on a walk outside or putting on jeans. Oh my God. I... (laughs) was on a call for um, my day job. We were on a big conference call and someone was like, who hasn't worn jeans in X amount of days? And so many people raised their hands. My boyfriend and I have been talking about this because him and I get ready and have our same routine while we're working from home. I'm going to pause real quick. We are so lucky. I do not take this for granted. In the slightest, I do not take this for granted. I have two jobs that are allowing me to work from home, both coaching and my part-time. So I, I, I want to pause and really weigh that down. It's my first thing on my gratitude list every single day. However, the people who are still working from home are noticing a lack of productivity. They're noticing a lack of excitement, of joy, of ability to work at the same caliber that they have been, and yet they're not showering, they're not putting on real pants and all this stuff. And like, this seems like such a silly conversation, but my boyfriend and I looked at each other and we're like, I can't imagine that because we have stuck so closely to our routine of, let, let me just break down our routine real quick. We get up at the same time, give or take 30 minutes, Every single day. We work out every single day. And let me let me say this. Working out doesn't mean we do an exhausting exercise every single day. Sometimes, yes, it's running four or five miles. Sometimes it's doing a light yoga and stretch routine. Like it varies drastically because A, we give our times our bodies time to rest. I think that that's extremely important and I'll explain why later because I got a rude awakening of it this weekend. But um, so we wake up, we get, we do our workout. We have the same smoothie every single day. We have a green smoothie. Maybe I'll write about it someday of like what goes in it because we have the same one. I think it's delicious. It's got spinach. It's got fruit. It's got protein powder. It's got all this yummy, yummy stuff, but it fuels us for the day. We shower, we get dressed, I put on makeup, I put on pants. Like it seems so silly. I still do my gratitude, I still do my visualization. Um, and then I'm ready for my day. But I'm still doing my same routine because I am acting the way I want to feel. I'm wanting to feel the same level of productivity, the same caliber that I show up when we're not in quarantine while we're in quarantine. So this idea of act the way you want to feel, and again, it could look as simple as taking a shower. It could look as simple as having a salad, a beautiful, yummy, goodness salad for lunch. You never know, but the reason that if you are someone who is 
just blech. I don't know how else to say it. Like you have just fallen into the routine of blech. If you are someone who's realizing that and wants to change it or who is getting that little alarm bell in their brain that says, hey, I'm getting kind of strangled. I'm getting kind of stuck. I feel like I need to do more. If you're that kind of person, I urge you to take a step and see how good it feels. Because, spoiler alert, it'll feel freaking amazing. And now a quick break for a word from our sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by the Coaching Connection Happy Hour. You guys, I have teamed up with five high-level coaches to bring you all a live value-packed training where each coach is going to be giving a mini-seminar on a topic in which we are experts at. Now, not only that, we're also going to open up to a Q&A where you all have the opportunity to ask any questions to a diverse panel of coaches. And if that wasn't enough... Everyone who joins in live will have the opportunity to win a massive giveaway, get this, from each coach. Now you might be wondering who the heck I've teamed up with, who are these coaches that you speak so highly of, Nicole, and don't worry, I'm going to introduce you to them right here and now. First up, we have our energetic life and spiritual coach, Alyssa Barrios. Then we have a marketing and business coach, Amber Alexis, health and wellness coach, Brenda Canis, marketing coach, Wendy Ramirez, and degreed nutritionalist and certified strength coach, Odelia Silva, and not to mention yours truly, life and mindset coach, Nicole Baker. Now here's the big kicker, guys. When we all teamed up, we knew we wanted to host this for free. Yes, this thing is free. So grab a cocktail, grab your mocktail, or your favorite glass of sparkling water, and join us on April 29th at 6 p.m. Central Time. Link to sign up is in the show notes, and spots are limited, guys, so save your seat ASAP. I'll see you at the Coaching Connection Happy Hour. But this goes hand-in-hand with the topic I want to talk to you guys about today, and that topic is habits. So if you've known me for a while, you know that my bread and butter in the personal development world is both the mindset behind habits and the mindset behind goal setting and achieving. Now, habits are not as complex as people think. There's a thing called the habit loop, and I want to pause real quick. If no one here has read The Power of Habit, it's by Charles Duhigg, and it's a phenomenal book. Phenomenal book. He's got a podcast. I couldn't recommend absorbing if you're looking to, we've talked a lot about you become what you consume. If you're looking to consume something, please consume Charles Duhigg. He's so freaking brilliant. But it all boils down to with habits is it's in this golden trifecta. This is what we call the habit loop. And that is that you get a trigger for the habit You have the action or the routine of the habit, and then you have the reward. No matter what, it goes in this little cycle every single time. And so this idea of habit, especially right now, I feel like is very important because we're building habits, believe it or not, right now. Um, I noticed that I was getting in a habit of hitting the snooze button a lot, like not like 
once or twice. I'm talking like for 45 minutes hitting the snooze button. And I realized that is not who I am. That is not the kind of person I live into being. And so I realized that that habit was something I needed to stop. So I looked back into my golden trifecta. I looked into the habit loop and I noticed the trigger. What was the trigger? Obviously the alarm going off. What's the action? The action is me hitting the snooze button. What's the reward? I get to sleep for a few more minutes. But instead, here's the thing though, because when you're looking to change a habit, maybe you've gained a habit over quarantine, maybe you've had a habit for years of biting your nails, of the second your phone goes off, you go onto Instagram, maybe you have a habit of drinking whenever you're feeling anxiety or stress. Um, and positive habits too. Maybe you have a habit of whenever you're feeling anxiety or stress, you put on your running shoes and you go for a run. You have these habits because of that trigger, action, and reward. But here's how you change a habit. Maybe like you have a negative self-serving habit. You change it by not changing the trigger. And that's where people get messed up because the trigger is always going to be there. Every single time, from here until the day you die, your alarm is going to still go off. Your phone will still be there for you to open up Instagram, etc., etc. But the action is what you change. So you get something called the pattern interrupt between trigger and action. Now, here's why this is complicated, though. We're getting fancy, guys, because habits happen in something called the basal ganglia. Ooh, look at that Nero brain talk. Ugh, sexy. But it happens in something called the basal ganglia. Now, when we're creating new habits, the basal ganglia doesn't immediately swallow it and go, oh, okay, this is a new habit. We're good to go. No, this is created in something called the prefrontal cortex, which if you actually touch about two inches above the center of your eyebrows, maybe in like the where your forehead meets your hairline, that's where the prefrontal cortex lives. Have you ever tried to create a new habit and it just feels exhausting? And you're just like, I don't understand why this doesn't feel natural yet. That's because it's still living in your prefrontal cortex. When things get done in our prefrontal cortex, it exerts more energy. It feels like we have to focus so much more. That's why when you're creating new habits, no shit, it doesn't feel easy. When it moves to the basal ganglia, that's when it feels easy. Actually, so easy that you don't even feel like you're doing it. How many times have you just unconsciously done something? I'll tell you, I'm going to admit to you guys, and this is this is me being my own accountability buddy. I have had a habit of both picking and biting my nails for so long. And what finally changed, what's finally getting my mindset to not believe that I am someone who bites my nails is to two things. One, put a label on myself that I am someone who keeps her nails long. I want you to notice a language pattern I did real quick. I didn't say I am someone who doesn't bite their nails because what do you focus on? Bite nails. Our brains don't hear the negative. Our brains don't hear the, I am someone who doesn't, doesn't hear the doesn't. Our brains hear the biting nails. So for instance, I'll tell you this, don't think of the color blue. What's the first thing you think of? Blue, of course. So 
Instead of saying, I am someone who doesn't bite my nails, I'm saying, I am someone who keeps my nails long. And can you picture it? Immediately, I can picture someone who has their long nails, who has them painted, or who has them looking nice. And for you, long nails might look like an inch beyond the finger. For me, my long nails look like a millimeter, (laughs) a millimeter beyond that finger line. So... I am someone who keeps her nails long. I put that label on myself. I'll tell you this. I did the same thing when I became a runner. Oh, that feels so good to say. Became a runner. I, for so long, believed, and here's the deal. Habits are a belief system. Believe it or not. (laughs) I believed for so long that I was someone who couldn't be a runner because my shin splints hurted so bad. I always got so tired. I couldn't do it. I, or if I ever had like the energy, I'd run a mile. I'd run it in like eight minutes because I'm such an achiever and I had to run it as fast as I can. And then afterward, I'm exhausted. And The thing is is that when I shifted my mindset, when I said, I am someone who becomes a runner, I am someone who is a runner. When I shifted my mindset and I said, I am someone who's a runner, I am a runner. Here's what I started doing. It started getting easy taking it slow. Building those beginning habits became really easy because I had that label that I am someone who's a runner. So first and foremost, you got to develop that label on yourself. So for instance, if you're someone who is wanting to eat healthy and like really take eating healthy seriously and taking their food intake, taking their, what they're putting into their body really, really seriously, here's what I suggest doing for step one. Label yourself. Maybe put a sticky note that says, I am a healthy eater on your mirror or on your fridge better yet. But putting that subtle reminder, because remember, when this is in the prefrontal cortex, you have to work to get it there. But having that trigger reminder, having that visual reminder immediately puts that center back there. Instead of having it living in the basal ganglia when you reach into your fridge and grab a slice of pizza. Does that make sense? So that's step one, is put that label on yourself. That is, I am a healthy eater. I am a runner. I am someone who keeps their nails long. Now two is what we talked about earlier, getting that break between the trigger and the action. Here is where I love to get creative. Love it. Oh my goodness. So I'm going to use the example of social media. I talked about this on my stories, but we're going to dive a little deeper into it. So the idea of the pattern interrupt. So when I realized that unconsciously, my phone, I would reach for my phone, I'd unlock it. Literally, I can do this without even looking at my phone. I'd unlock it, I'd swipe over, I'd hit a button, and I was immediately on social media. And I realized that I was like, you know what? I don't like this habit. I got my little um, weekly reminder that was like, here's your screen time. And it was a lot higher than I wanted it to be. But B, you can also look at the first app that you open up. This is on iPhones. If you don't have an iPhone, I'm so sorry. I don't know. But you can look at the first app that you open up when you open up your phone. And it was overwhelmingly so social media. I was horrified by this because Yes, I am someone who runs a business primarily on social media. However, I am not ruled by social media in the slightest. I have that label for myself. 
So I knew that I wanted to change this habit. So here's what I did. I just got a little creative. I knew that unlocking my phone, I could swipe over and immediately be on social media with two clicks. So what I did, I added an extra swipe. So instead of swiping to the left once, I had to swipe to the left once, see that the app wasn't there, and then be like, oh, that's right, it's on the next page. Do I need to be on social media? And then that question pops up. Do I need to blank? If this episode is resonating with you, you might be a great fit for my one-on-one coaching program. I help people like you get rid of your limiting beliefs, get out of your comfort zone, and start achieving your dreams. If you'd like more information about my program, you can email me at hello at lifecoachbaker.com to book your free discovery call. Link to my email is in the description. Now, back to the episode. Charles Duhigg has a great example for people who are biting their nails, which is actually what I'm going to be adapting today, is whenever you have the trigger to bite your nails, maybe that's just like reaching up to your lips or something like that. Maybe it's just like noticing a little picking, whatever it is. Maybe it's a anxiety feeling for some people. Maybe it's um, boredom. <laughs> Definitely is boredom for me. And what you can do is instead... When you feel that trigger happen, reach in your back pocket, grab an index card, make a check mark. Or on your phone, write the letter J in a note. But then you start to notice when the trigger, and you get really aware, remember, awareness is step one for all change, period. You become extremely aware of when you feel that trigger, so the awareness is actually the pattern interrupt. How cool is that? God, I think it's so fascinating. Another example that um, I think it's Tony Robbins that actually did when he was stopping biting his nails is he used something in neurolinguistic programming called the swish pattern. And I'm going to explain this as well as I can over audio. It's much easier in person. But the swish pattern is literally making a giant swish with your hand. So imagine your hand reaching up to your lips to bite your nails or whatever and you jerking it down. Not gently placing it down and saying, oh, wait, that's not what we do. I'm talking jerking it down. He even added the word no to it because our brain reacts so incredibly powerfully to A, a huge change in um, physical tempo. He was jerking his head or he was jerking his hand down, but also to a dynamic change, a huge dynamic change and the word no. Our brain really reacts to it. Do you remember when we were kids and mom and dad or parent or guardian would say, no, don't do that. No, don't do that. We react really easily to the word no because we're used to it. That's what we were literally programmed to do from such a young age. So he used the swish pattern, the jerking it down, the screaming the word no. And here's the deal, guys. (laughs) He would literally do this in grocery stores whenever he felt that trigger. He would do it in restaurants. Again, whenever he felt that trigger. You're at home right now. So if you notice that you have a habit of biting your nails, of getting on social media, of hitting the snooze button, whatever it is, you can make that gigantic dynamic and tempo change that powerfully without the need of having 
the stairs from the grocery store. I will be honest with you. When I heard that, I was like, I totally want to do this. This sounds amazing. And the first time I was in the grocery store, because I heard this story about, oh my God, about 10 years ago, I heard this and I was in the grocery store and I was like about to reach in and I gently placed it down because I got embarrassed. I didn't want to make that giant dynamic change and scare people. And honestly, that little amount, that tiny, tiny moment of hesitation definitely lingered this habit a lot longer than I expected. And so because, let me let me talk that out for a second, because the habitual action won in the battle of habitual action and getting over the habit. So it stayed in my basal ganglia. So here's what I want to touch on. Have you ever tried to start a habit and you do it a few times and then you rely on it? You rely on it just being a new habit. You say, oh, I've done it. Um, for a week. I've done it four times. I've done it 10 times, whatever that looks like. But then you allow yourself to go on autopilot. How long did that new habit last? Probably not very long after that. Because here's the deal. Yes, it's created in the prefrontal cortex. And eventually, it'll move to the basal ganglia because the neural pathway from the trigger to the action is so strong. But If you don't wait out, if you don't continue it on enough times, it will never move to the basal ganglia. It'll just stay in the prefrontal cortex and then fizzle away because you allow yourself to go on autopilot, which is the basal ganglia. So all scientific terms aside, this is one big long-winded thing to say your habits will take longer than you think. And sometimes you won't feel motivated to do them. For example, uh, when I was starting to get in the habit of working out five, six, seven times a week. And again, I'm going to remind you, my working out is not doing CrossFit or running five miles every single day of the week. You have to let your body rest. I'll actually go ahead and share the story I was touching on earlier. And that is this past weekend... For the first time in my freaking life, I ran 10 miles. 10 freaking miles. That's a double digit number. A year ago, not even a year, six months ago, I couldn't run a mile. I was so proud. Oh my God, I was so proud. But here's the deal. I've been training for this for six months. I didn't just wake up one day and run 10 miles. I've been training for this. I've been slowly but surely building myself up to this. However, I was not taking rest as super importantly as I should have. Like I've said to you guys, I am an achiever. I am someone who pushes myself to the brink. Sometimes I get a little body check reminder. And I got one. The day after, I was dead. Like, not exhausted. I felt sick. I was terrified because the next two days I felt so sick. I felt exhausted. But then I rested. And then I was like, oh, my body's just that tired. And so now my boyfriend and I were doing a slower week on running because it's what you need to do as a runner. And I decided not to believe it, but I'm going to now. But I decided to run the 10 miles. But the reason that I ran, I was able to run the 10 miles, like I said, is because I was building up this habit. Now, 
for me, getting up in the morning and working out is as easy as hitting the snooze button and going back to sleep. Because though, because I went through those first three months of maybe even more, it feels like more, I went through that first amount of time having the, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. And wanting that basal ganglia to take over and hit the snooze button and go back to sleep. But my prefrontal cortex popped in and said, no, no, I'm aware of this action. I'm aware of this habit that you have. You are not someone who does that. Connect back to your why. This is something I talk about so much is connecting to your why, your passion, your purpose with purpose. Remember, with purpose equals persistence. So tapping back into my why was my persistence to get up, get out of bed, lace up my shoes and put the miles on. So my why was around the idea of to show myself that I can be a runner, to be the external accountability for my partner to get healthy, to get my cardio up, to do something that I once thought was impossible and to show myself that it is possible. All of these things were the reasons, my why, behind getting up in the morning and putting on the miles and putting on the shoes and getting blah, blah, blah. But eventually, it moved out of the prefrontal cortex again, eventually. It doesn't happen overnight. It doesn't happen in a week. It happens When you get in a powerful enough state, it happens when you do the action over and over and over again, and you start to learn to enjoy it because the reward really begins to take over that initial hesitation after the trigger. Does that make sense? The reward for me getting up and moving my body was so powerful that now it's a habitual action. I hope this makes sense and I hope you guys are starting to think about what are some things in my life that are either so incredibly powerfully in my habit brain and my basal ganglia or what are some things that I want so badly that maybe I've tried before. Maybe you've tried eating healthy and you just relied on yourself to make the healthy choices as being a habit but it didn't work because the basal ganglia took over and it wasn't moved to the basal ganglia yet. Does that make sense? So I want you to start looking for the things that you are wanting to create. And here's why I think this is important to do during this time. Look, I believe that right now is not the time to push our hardest, to be the best version of ourselves that we can possibly be, to make the most of this quarantine. Look, I believe right now is the time to thrive, not survive, I don't believe in just surviving this period. I don't believe in, of course, doing the polar opposite and pushing yourself to the limit of burnout. I believe in living into what you would have been living into if quarantine didn't happen. This might look different. Obviously, I know a lot of people who listen are performers, auditioners. Auditions stopped. They halted completely. But how many times have you said, if only I had enough time to redo my audition book, if only I had enough time to create content for TikTok, if only I had enough time to do that web series or do that mini Instagram series, whatever that looks like. You have been gifted the gift of time. So it might look like shifting your goal. It might look like shifting your perspective. 
but you can still do something that makes you feel alive, that makes you feel happy, that makes you feel accomplished, enjoyed, and whatever that looks like for you. But you can still do stuff like that without pushing yourself to the absolute brink. That looks like obviously having time for rest. That looks like if you are having a day where grief and anxiety are taking over, obviously, again, I I do believe that act the way you want to feel. So if you are having a day where anxiety is taking over, maybe that looks like going into the shower, having a long, hot shower and just like enjoying having music on. Maybe that looks like taking a walk around your block. The reason here's the shift though, here's the difference because pushing yourself would look like having that state of anxiety, of grief, of depression, and pushing yourself to make content anyway and having it be from a place of fear and anxiety versus acting the way you want to feel, being relaxed, taking a shower, going on a walk, going out in nature. Do you feel the difference? There's a huge difference there because during this time, we can easily fall into burnout. I know a lot of people who are pushing themselves to brinks of absolute exhaustion in areas of their life where they don't necessarily love and they are feeling those repercussions. And I'll share with you guys, I am actually working on one of my biggest goals of the first half of the year, which I'll share with you all very soon, but I have two major goals happening right now, one professionally, one personally. And my professional goal, I am looking at this as, oh my goodness, I just got the gift of time to work so much towards it. However, there are moments where I am like, I am completely exhausted. I cannot stare at this computer one second longer. And so you know what I do then? I go and walk around the block. I put on music and I dance around my living room. I don't push through the pain. I don't push through. Do you see the difference? I'm drilling this into your head so much because I think that a lot of people are looking at the personal development world right now and they're seeing so many posts about um, it's time to push harder than you ever have before. It's time to um, do all the things. It's time to feel so accomplished. I don't know if I agree. I don't know if I do. Here's what I do believe, though. Now is not the time to go numb. Now is not the time to wear the same sweatpants for 17,000 days in a row and never shower. Because while you might think that might be bringing you joy, it's, it's under the surface level. There's a lot of depression, anxiety, not build up. I guarantee you putting on a pair of your favorite outfit. It doesn't necessarily have to be jeans. It can be anything. Putting on your favorite outfit, putting on something that makes you feel a little bit more normal will really help build up that acting the way you want to feel. So I hope you guys got some juicy nuggets out of today's episode. If you are looking at this and you're saying, oh, that's a habit I want to change, but you need external accountability, reach out to me. I'm serious, guys. Please reach out to me and I'd be happy to show you in the right few steps to really like get you on the right track because how you start out is how it's going to play out in the long run. So please reach out to me. I'm at Life Coach Baker on Instagram. I'd love to help you out with the first few steps of this new habit because this is so exciting for you to build this up and I'm so stinking proud of you all right now. So I hope you have a great day. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I will talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye. 
Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Now, please take a moment to either rate the podcast five stars, write a little love note in the comments, or share it on social and tag me at Life Coach Baker. I mean, heck, you're an achiever. Why not do all three? It helps so much to get the word out there. Now go, take the leap, and achieve your dreams. I'll talk to you next time. Bye.